Turkey Perspectives. Are you tired of working nine to five? Tired of making money for someone else? Feel like you went to school for how many years and only have debt to show for it? Ready to just run away to some island and call it quits? Come talk to me. We trying to rebuild Black Wall Street. This is for us, by us. Hey everybody, this is Perky of Perky Perspectives. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Please follow the page at Perky Perspectives on Instagram. Also, there's a Perky Perspectives Facebook page and my personal page on Instagram is Perky Sexy Cool. Also, subscribe to the podcast. It is available on streaming platforms that include Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, Patreon, ICNDJ.PerkyPerspectives. Um, Periscope, Radio Public, sometimes on Station Head, and my website, perksofwellness.org, and the forestnation.com website. Also, please become a patron. You can visit the Patreon page at patreon.com slash perspectives. It's really important for you to participate in the Patreon page because it helps to bring more awareness to the page. Also, your donations help to help with travel, with any expenses as in hiring somebody to assist, social media awareness, bringing in more guests, and all of the above. So that would be very much appreciated. And you could do that for as little as a dollar a month. But any any amount of money that you want to give, even if it's just a one-time donation, is helpful. So thank you for everybody that visited visits that page. Also, I am looking for assistance. I'm looking for somebody that can help me manage my newsletter and blog because I do 511 things and that is just too much to put on my plate right now. So I would love assistance. So if you already are within the network, that would be even more helpful. Um, Also, shout out to my affiliates, The Forest Nation. You can follow that page on Instagram at F-O-R-U-S, the number four U-S. Also, um, the website forestnation.com. And uh, my other affiliate for the Love Period Project is tinyurl.com slash loveperiodproject. And by joining onto that page, um, visiting, whatever you want to do, you could get some education, you can get feminine hygiene products, you can donate, or you could do a BOGO, which is buy one, give one. So if you buy any feminine hygiene products on the website, then you'll also be giving something to somebody in need. And as you can see on my shirt, Black Podcast Awards, the applications are live and open right now. So if you are a podcaster and you fall under the Black diaspora, we would love for you to apply and participate. Also, if you want to be a judge, you can reach out to me. I am the nominations director. So you can email me at perkyperspectivespod at gmail.com. You can visit the website at blackpodawards.com. So if you want to sponsor if you want to try to participate for next year, maybe you're not ready yet, 
or anything, you could just reach out to us. We're really open. And the um, actual award ceremony is for September 27th. So yes, check out all of those things. <laughs> and so today I have with me Miss Coco. She actually has her own podcast called Kikiing with Coco. You can visit that at her website at Kikiing with Coco Podcast.com. So that's K-I-K-I-I-N-G with Coco Podcast.com. She has an Instagram, a Twitter, and a Facebook, all under that same handle. And just a little bit of background with her, and I'm sure she'll talk about it herself. She's an active duty military member. She also, like I said, has her own podcast. She travels a lot, and she has her own podcast where she drinks and talks about relationships and how to handle all the ups and downs that comes with it. I actually was on one of her episodes that premiered um, July 1st. Right, yeah. <laughs> first, and so you can find that on. Um, I know it's on your website, but what other streaming platforms are you on? So it is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, um, YouTube, uh, Radio Public, Overcast, and one other one. And that's kind of just like you know how the podcast yeah, just the uh, branches out. So yeah. Yeah, that's really dope. So she's going to be on the Perky Travels episode today because she's actually living in London. <laughs> and I don't, not the only reason, but <laughs> that's one of the reasons right there. And so thank you for coming on. Uh, cheers. Yes. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, by the way, thanks again for having me on your show. That was um, very therapeutic. I got a lot off my chest and it helped me realize like that. Cause I, I love to say man ain't ish, you know, I'd be like, man ain't shit. Of course. I'm a single for life, but, <laughs> but like unloading some of that and like realizing what I need to have put down on like clear for dating yeah. is definitely helpful. So yeah. You want to um, do your little intro? I, I, I think I did a good one, but... <laughs> you did. You did. Um, I think Perky did a really good job at doing an intro for me. Um, you know, for the most part, the reason for Kikin with Coco is basically just... I feel like when, you, when you're with your friends, you having a Kiki session, you know, you got drinks involved. So it's like, yeah, yeah, girl, let's... Let's have a drink. Let's talk. You know, let's let's get all this out of there. And so basically that's the vibe that I be trying to give off. It's like you just having a kiki session with your good girlfriend. And, you know, and I feel guys do the same thing. Like even if they just playing poker, have you know, they going to have a beer with them or whatever. So the podcast is not necessarily just geared towards women. I think everybody can get something from it. And she already mentioned where you guys can tune in at. So, you know, if you guys support, I definitely appreciate it. You know, thank you for coming on to my show. Thank you for having me on your show. So, um, and I definitely like to have you again. Yes. And I will be back. And this time I'll have my drink ready. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, we, we're going to talk about some traveling. So I understand that you're in the military. I actually have relatives that's in the military, and that's how they got into traveling. I'm a little bit opposite. So I just want to know, did you travel a lot before military, or was it kind of the military that introduced you to travel? 
So I, um, I mean, I feel like as a kid, like I grew up with my grandmother and she was always going somewhere and I was always in tow, you know, but as far as like traveling outside of the country, I did not get that experience until I moved. I mean, until I got into the military. And so, um, yeah, so basically I don't even, my first couple of years, I definitely wasn't traveling. Like when you come into the military, you're poor. So I didn't have the additional income to travel. But as I, you know, made rank and earned more money, I was able to do more things. And of course, living in certain places allows me to get to a lot of other places as right. well. So the de the military definitely got me into my foreign travels. Okay. So speaking on a national level, um, well, one, what state are you from? I am from Chicago, Illinois, originally. Okay. So, so you're yes. from Chicago. And then how many, like, states or, yeah, how many states did you visit before you uh, joined the military? Do you remember? Um, I've been to California, Florida, New York, Jersey, uh, I guess you could say D.C., even though it's not a state, but D.C., um, North Carolina, uh, Georgia, Arkansas, New Orleans, Louisiana. I, I feel like any major city I've been to, the only one I haven't been to, um, and it's a city, but I've been to Florida, just not Miami, because I went to Orlando to go to Disney. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay, well, for me personally... I feel like my grandparents on my mother's side really got the family into travel. Cause like my mom, she said when they was younger, uh, they were traveling around, like getting in their RV and like going camping and traveling to different states and stuff. So I think my mom like had that ingrained in her when she was younger. So then by the time it happened to me, it was like all the time. Like I really swear that I didn't have a butt growing up because I was always in the car driving. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so crazy because when I was younger, I used to like be excited. Like I was that kid that would like wake up early, like we're leaving today. Yeah, we about to road trip to like so we I'm from California, so we would road trip. Um my grandpa's from Texas, my grandma's from Florida. So sometimes we'll go to either of those states or wherever my mom decided. And so um I'd be so excited. I wake up early, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to be in the car for like two, three days. Like, <laughs> like why did I get up early? <laughs> my my family is like, how does she do it? Because if I'm not driving, I am asleep. Like, <laughs> the whole time. I will sleep the entire ride. And they like, how does she do it? Yeah, how you say sleep? It's just like when I know I'm going long distance, something in me just be like, it's time to go to sleep. <laughs> that's lucky because i would have slept for like an hour thinking i slept like five wake up like we ain't even out of california like <laughs> and then as soon as the car starts slowing down i start waking up uh -huh. <laughs> we uh -huh. stopped at the gas i'm woke food i'm woke that's so funny as soon as the car start rolling out <laughs> i don't even know i can't do that but i think i went before well, I haven't really, no, that's not true. I think I've been to like 20, maybe like 26 states. 
Mm. All the important ones. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm, the important ones. <laughs> I don't like, want to be in nobody's Montana. Right. <laughs> no, but that's not true. I actually was speaking to somebody recently, and I, I think I want to go somewhere, like, obscure. Like, somewhere I ain't never, like, oh, not to, like, see anything in particular, just kind of to be, like, I want to go stay in a cabin somewhere where it's all greenery and, like, but then, I don't know, Black Lives Matter movements happen right now, so I'm like, I don't know if I want to just be in somebody random state and them being like, uh, <laughs> where are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that comes with its own challenges, too. So yeah, speaking of that, um, what has been like the craziest thing that you've encountered either in uniform or out of uniform traveling somewhere? And you define mm-hmm. crazy. So I'm not a very adventurous individual. I like to stay on the safe side because I'm a little on the clumsy side. Oh, okay. Uh, I feel like I can hurt myself doing dangerous things. But I think when I was in um, Qatar, we went sand duning. That's um, in the Middle East. Okay. We went uh, sand duning. And that was like super dope super scary it's literally like you just gliding through the sand just doing doing crazy stuff and it was it was really fun Mm, yeah I think that might be the most adventurous or crazy thing I've done (laughs) okay so um I don't think I've ever been sand doing is that kind of like four wheel Four-wheeling? No, so actually they do them in Toyota Four Runners. Oh, so it's mm-hmm. just the like the actual activity that's the sand dune and not the the vehicle. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think I get in a four-wheeler <laughs> and do no? that. Hell no. Oh, it's fun. I went to Mexico last year and we had our little four-wheelers and we was all throughout Mexico just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mess though so I think I'm the opposite of you I do get clumsy though I tell people I'm like look if I'm under the influence don't give me nothing important like don't mm-hmm. like it's like I'll be holding it and I just let go like I don't know yeah. what happens like, <laughs> I got I've one thing I've really wanted to do is zip line and I got really close to doing it when I was in Thailand but Ooh. I just uh I was recovering from a broken foot and I literally just got in the pen taken out my foot maybe like a day before I uh traveled. So I didn't get an I opportunity to travel with with that. Yeah. Huh? Hurt while you was traveling, like on the plane or whatever? Um, no, it didn't bother me. Um I actually like once the surgery was over and I had got past that initial pain. I had no pain anytime after that. I mean, the thought of getting the pen taken out was scary, but that didn't hurt. It was real quick. And then um, the next day I was on crutches still in the airport. <laughs> had to get a wheelchair <laughs> to get to the plane, but, you know, it was worth it. <laughs> right. I, Thailand was supposed to be my destination trip after I graduated from grad school. I even have it, like, I still have my cap. I had it on my cap and everything, like, next stop, Thailand, and then I still haven't been, but <laughs> but I have ziplined. It's definitely worth it. Yeah, I really want to go. I want to go to the Elephant Sanctuary. 
Hey everybody, this is Perky of Perky Perspectives. Thank you for tuning in. Um, please follow the page at Perky Perspectives on Instagram. Also, there's a Perky Perspectives Facebook page and my personal page on Instagram is Perky Sexy Cool. Also, subscribe to the podcast. It is available on streaming platforms that include Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, Patreon, ICNDJ.PerkyPerspectives, um, Periscope Radio Public, sometimes on Station Head, and my website, perksofwellness.org, and the forestnation.com website. Also, please become a patron. You can visit the Patreon page at patreon.com slash perkyperspectives. It's really important for you to participate in the Patreon page because it helps to bring more awareness to the page. Also, your donations help to help with travel, with any expenses as in hiring somebody to assist, social media awareness, bringing in more guests, and all of the above. So that would be very much appreciated. And you could do that for as little as a dollar a month. But any any amount of money that you want to give, even if it's just a one-time donation, is helpful. So thank you for everybody that visited, visits that page. Also, I am looking for assistance. I'm looking for somebody that can help me manage my newsletter and blog because I do 5011 things and that is just too much to put on my plate right now. So I would love assistance. So if you already are within the network, that would be even more helpful. Um, also, shout out to my affiliates, The Forest Nation. You can follow that page on Instagram at F-O-R-U-S, the number four U-S. Also, um, the website, forestnation.com. And uh, my other affiliate for the Love Period Project is tinyurl.com slash loveperiodproject. And by joining onto that page, um, visiting, whatever you want to do, you could get some education, you can get feminine hygiene products, you can donate, or you could do a BOGO, which is buy one, give one. So if you buy any feminine hygiene products on the website, then you'll also be giving something to somebody in need. And as you can see on my shirt, Black Podcast Awards, the applications are live and open right now. So if you are a podcaster and you fall under the Black diaspora, we would love for you to apply and participate. Also, if you want to be a judge, you can reach out to me. I am the nominations director, so you can email me at perkyperspectivespod at gmail.com. Um, you can visit the website at blackpodawards.com. So if you want to sponsor if you want to try to participate for next year, maybe you're not ready yet, or anything, you could just reach out to us. We're really open. And the um, actual award ceremony is for September 27th. So yes, check out all of those things. <laughs> and so today I have with me Miss Coco. She actually has her own podcast called Kikiing with Coco. You could visit that at her website at kikiingwithcocopodcast.com. So that's K-I-K-I-I. Angie with Coco podcast.com. She has an Instagram, a Twitter, and a Facebook all under that same handle. And just a little bit of background with her, and I'm sure she'll talk about it herself. She's an active duty military member. She also, like I said, has her own podcast. She travels a lot, and she has her own podcast where she drinks and talks about relationships and how to handle all the ups and downs that comes with it. I actually was on one of her episodes that premiered um, July yes, 1st, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> July 1st. And so you can find that on, um, I know it's on your website, but what other streaming platforms are you on? 
So it is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, um, YouTube, uh, Radio Public, Overcast, and one other one. And that's kind of just like, you know, how the podcast yeah, just the- uh, branches out. So, yeah. Yeah, that's really dope. So she's going to be on the Perky Travels episode today because she's actually living in London. <laughs> not, not the only reason, but that's one of the reasons right there. And so thank you for coming on. Uh, cheers. Yes. Cheers. <laughs> okay. So uh, by the way, thanks again for having me on your show. That was um, very therapeutic. I got a lot off my chest and it helped me realize like that. Cause I, I love to say man ain't ish, you know, I'd be like, man, ain't shit. of course I'm a single for life, but, <laughs> but like unloading some of that and like realizing what I need to have put down on like clear for dating yeah. is definitely helpful. So yeah. You want to um, do your little intro? I, I, I think I did a good one, but... <laughs> you did. You did. Um, I think Perky did a really good job at doing an intro for me. Um, you know, for the most part, the reason for Kikin with Coco is basically just... I feel like when, you, when you're with your friends, you having a Kiki session, you know, you got drinks involved. So it's like, yeah, yeah, girl, let's... Let's have a drink. Let's talk. You know, let's let's get all this out of there. And so basically, that's the vibe that I be trying to give off. It's like you just having a kiki session with your good girlfriend. And, you know, and I feel guys do the same thing. Like, even if they just playing poker, have you know, they're going to have a beer with them or whatever. So the podcast is not necessarily just geared towards women. I think everybody can get something from it. And she already mentioned where you guys can tune in at. So, you know, if you guys support, I definitely appreciate it. You know, thank you for coming on to my show. Thank you for having me on your show. So, um, and I definitely like to have you again. Yes. And I will be back. And this time I'll have my drink ready. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, yeah, we we're going to talk about some traveling. So I understand that you're in the military, I actually have relatives that's in the military and that's how they got into traveling. I'm a little bit opposite. So I just want to know, did you travel a lot before military or was it kind of the military that introduced you to travel? So I, um, I mean, I feel like as a kid, like I grew up with my grandmother and she was always going somewhere and I was always in tow, you know, but as far as like traveling outside of the country, I did not get that experience until I moved, I mean, until I got into the military. And so, um, yeah, so basically I don't even, my first couple years, I definitely wasn't traveling. Like when you come into the military, you're poor. So I didn't have the additional income to travel. But as I, you know, made rank and earned more money, I was able to do more things. And of course, living in certain places allows me to get to a lot of other places as right. well. So the de- the military definitely got me into my foreign travels. Okay. So speaking on a national level, um, well, one, what state are you from? I am from Chicago, Illinois, originally. Okay. So. 
So you're yes. from Chicago. And then how many like states or yeah, how many states did you visit before you uh, joined the military? Do you remember? Um, I've been to California, Florida, New York, Jersey, uh, I guess you could say DC, even though it's not a state, but DC, um, North Carolina, uh, Georgia, Arkansas, New Orleans, Louisiana. I, I feel like any major city I've been to, the only one I haven't been to, um, and it's a city, but I've been to Florida, just not Miami, because I went to Orlando to go to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, for me personally, I feel like my grandparents on my mother's side really got the family into travel because like my mom she said when they was younger uh they were traveling around like getting in their rv and like going camping and traveling to different states and stuff so i think my mom like had that ingrained in her when she was younger so then by the time it happened to me it was like all the time like i really swear that i didn't have a butt growing up because i was always in the car driving yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so crazy because when i was younger I used to like be excited. Like I was that kid that would like wake up early, like we're leaving today. Yeah, we about to road trip to like, so we, I'm from California. So we would road trip. Um, my grandpa's from Texas, my grandma's from Florida. So sometimes we'll go to either of those states or wherever my mom decided. And so um, I'd be so excited. I wake up early, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to be in the car for like two, three days. Like, <laughs> like, why did I get up early? <laughs> my my family is like, how does she do it? Because if I'm not driving, I am asleep. Like, <laughs> the whole time. I was asleep the entire ride. And they like, how does she do it? Yeah, how you say so my eyes and I'm just, time. <laughs> it's, it's just like when I know I'm going long distance, something in me just be like, it's time to go to sleep. <laughs> that's lucky because i would have slept for like an hour thinking i slept like five wake up like we ain't even out of california like <laughs> and then as soon as the car starts slowing down i start waking up uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> we uh-huh. stop at the gas i'm woke food i'm woke that's so funny as soon as the car start rolling out <laughs> i don't even know i can't do that but i think i went before well, I haven't really, no, that's not true. I think I've been to like 20, maybe like 26 states. Some, mm. All the important ones. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, the important ones. <laughs> I don't like, want to be in nobody in Montana. Right. <laughs> no, but that's not true. I actually was speaking to somebody recently. And I, I think I want to go somewhere like obscure, like somewhere I ain't never, like oh, not to like see anything in particular, just kind of to be like, I want to go stay in a cabin somewhere where it's all greenery and like, but then I don't know, Black Lives Matter movements happen right now. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to just be in somebody random state and then being like, uh, <laughs> where are you? Yeah. <laughs> so that comes with its own challenges too. So yeah, speaking of that, um, what has been like the craziest thing that you've encountered either in uniform or out of uniform, traveling somewhere? And you define crazy. So I'm not a very adventurous individual. I like to stay on the safe side because I'm a little on the clumsy side. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) I feel like I can 
hurt myself doing dangerous things. But I think when I was in um, Qatar, Where's that? we went sand duning. That's um, in the Middle East. Okay. We went uh, sand duning. And that was like super dope, super scary. It's literally like you just gliding through the sand, just doing doing crazy stuff. And it was it was really fun. Mm, yeah, I think that might be the most adventurous or crazy thing I've done. <laughs> okay, so um, I don't think I've ever been sand dunning. Is that kind of like four wheel, four wheeling? No, so actually they do them in Toyota Four Runners. Oh, so it's mm-hmm. just the like the actual activity that's the sand dune and not the the vehicle. Yeah. Okay. I- I don't think I'd get in a four-wheeler <laughs> and do that. <laughs> Hell no. Oh, it's fun. I went to Mexico last year, and we had our little four-wheelers, and we was all throughout Mexico just, <laughs> 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 I'm a mess, though, so I think I'm the opposite of you. I do get clumsy, though. I tell people, I'm like, look, if I'm under the influence, don't give me nothing important. Like, don't. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like I be holding it, and I just let go. Like, <laughs> I don't know yeah. what happens. Like, <laughs> I got I've, one thing I've really wanted to do is zip line, and I got really close to doing it when I was in Thailand, but Ooh. I just, uh, I was recovering from a broken foot, and I literally just gotten a pen taken out of my foot maybe like a day before I uh, traveled, so I didn't get an opportunity. To travel with, with that? Yeah, huh? It hurt while you was traveling, like on the plane or whatever? Um, no, it didn't bother me. Um, I actually like once the surgery was over and I had got past that initial pain, I had no pain anytime after that. I mean, the thought of getting the pen taken out was scary, but that didn't hurt. It was real quick. And then, um, the next day I was on crutches still in the airport, <laughs> had to get a wheelchair. <laughs> to get to plane, but you know it was worth it <laughs> right I, Thailand was supposed to be my destination trip after I graduated from grad school I even have it like I still have my cap I had it on my cap and everything like mm-hmm. next stop Thailand and then I still haven't been but <laughs> but I have I it's definitely worth it yeah I really want to go I want to go to the elephant sanctuary and everything like oh those are so amazing um it was scary because them animal the elephants move really even even though you think they move kind of slow they will run up on you really fast and it's scary when you know you can't run (laughs) especially if you're in the water you're like (laughs) so um and they like in those sanctuaries because they allow you to like get in the water with them and like what help you know help wash them and stuff like that so it's um it's i think it's a really good experience and one thing to take note about those sanctuaries so you know how you see on tv people riding on the backs of elephants um that is not a thing they literally worship those animals Mm -hmm. over there um, I guess the constant ride, even though they are very massive animals, the constant back rides or whatever breaks their backs. Mm. 
Yeah. So, and um, they have the things, the the people that use the elephants for riding and stuff, the things they put on their back, like it pulls up on their tail and mm-hmm. it like bruises them and stuff and they whip them. Like it's a very yeah. like painful experience for the elephant. Yeah, but and I don't I don't like animals like that. Like I think <laughs> all animals are dirty, but it wasn't no smell to this animal. I was just like, I don't mind these things. <laughs> All animals, just all of them. All of them are dirty. Girl, they all stink. (laughs) But we went to a zoo in Thailand, and the elephants that they had there, it was just so sad. Like, they would have, like, one foot chains so they could only go so far. And they smelled, and I'm like, I would not touch these animals. But um, I was just like, it made me think twice about going to the zoo. Hmm? I said deprivation makes you smell like Mm -hmm. miserable and stuff that that literally comes out of your skin so yeah I hate the zoo I really hate that's why I specifically said elephant sanctuary because I've done my research I know and I'm like I love animals um so I personally I couldn't do it like I've been to the zoo I think the last time I went to the zoo I was working in New York I was uh I had like a summer job or something working at a middle school and we took them to the Bronx Zoo. And I almost didn't go because I was like, I don't support zoos. I don't do none of that. Um, but a whole bunch of people already had called out before I could. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, dang, I'll go. But I hate it because you see the animals and they look so depressed. Mm-hmm. Like, he's sitting there just like, just waiting for something. Like, I seen, I think I seen a, a little lion almost run up on a, a peacock. I was like, look, they just trying to make some action. Like, they just... <laughs> like, so, yeah, I really don't... I don't support that. But, um, yeah, the the Thailand, that was definitely a goal. Um, I forgot what I was going to say before. Oh, zip lining. I've ziplined, I think, in Honduras or Belize. Mm-hmm. Was it Honduras or Belize? I don't know. I did a cruise with my family, and it was like the a different part of the Caribbean to where we went to Cozumel, Mexico, Belize, Honduras. And then I think I'm forgetting like one more place. And so we ziplined in either Honduras or Belize. I can't remember which one, but that was super dope. Like that was Mm -hmm. really pretty. And we had like different, like it was like a four part zipline. Yeah. That was really nice. So I definitely would encourage you to to still do that. I definitely will whenever I go to some, my next tropic location, not sure when that's going to be, you know, due to the current status of the world. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So how is that affecting your travel? Because right now you're in London. Have you, I know you said like in your podcast, like you can't go as many places in London, but what are like, are they still shipping you guys out places or is it more so only if there's a specific task because I know you guys kind of do I'm not in the military (laughs) things are so the UK is they've kind of done like a you know a phased reopen um and it's just like if you can telework you know telework but if you have to go to work go to work um, so actually on Saturday, they're going to open it up to where hair salons, barbershops, mm-hmm. um, you know, the places people have been missing out on are going to open up. No nail shops, no spas. 
So I'm still a little disappointed about that because these nails are looking very drab. I have attempted to learn how to do my own nails during this time. I've not been very successful. So I'm actually, can I actually cannot wait for the nail shop to open back up. Um, <laughs> My self-care regimen, I feel like, has just been thrown all the way off because I like going to get facials and massages. Like, my body right now is like, girl, what's going on? We ain't had no massage. <laughs> like, ooh, yeah, it's rough out here. But, you know, I'm you know, really excited to be able to go sit down and eat someplace versus just ordering food to go or having it delivered. Um, so I, as soon as my favorite restaurant opened up, I'm like, schedule girls, we're going to brunch. <laughs> and then we're they're the like, well, what are we going to do after? Up, uh, pause. The pandemic is still real. Baby steps, guys. Right. Baby steps. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know it's very, it's very strange because it's summertime too. And so yeah. it's just like, I'm usually right. a social butterfly. I like doing yeah. stuff. I'm actually itching to travel. Um, I might still go somewhere, but if I go, I'm going to a place where I know the person and I'm just staying with them. Like I'm not going to be out at any type of event cause they're not happening anyways. But mm. yeah, like I, I'm one of those people to where like, I know people that are like shopaholics. I know people that, you know, they like to gamble or whatever they little itches. Mine mm. is why haven't I booked a plane ticket? Right. Like why am I still here? <laughs> Like last summer, I was in Croatia. You know, I, my next trip I had planned was to Africa for New mm. Christmas and New Year's. I did that. You know, the summer I was kind of just trying to. I think we were trying to go to. Um, it was either Yacht Week in Croatia because we did. Um, what is that festival called that we did? It, it's a music. I have to look it up, but it's a music festival that we did in Croatia last year and that was like super dope so this year we were trying to go to um croatia again but do yacht week mm -hmm. um so that's kind of like on the back burner until maybe next year um oh no <laughs> i didn't mean for that to happen oh, no. <laughs> um so that's on the back burner for now um i was the plan is kind of like for me to still go home and see my family because I haven't seen my family since last summer because I went home as well last summer um, for maybe Thanksgiving. But, you know, with them talking about a second wave or, you know, we might be back on too. I'm just kind of like, uh, I don't know. I was supposed to be going to two weddings in June, but... Um, one of them got canceled and one of them is actually in two weeks. They pushed it back to July. So that one is in two weeks and I was supposed to be a bridesmaid. But like I said, we still haven't really been authorized to travel over here. So I I had to just let her know like, yeah, girl, I ain't going to be there. And okay. isn't the uh, Europe is not letting Americans back in when they open. So how does that look for Americans? I mean, you're in the military, so I know it's different for you. But how does that look for Americans that stay in Europe? Like, if they leave, they can't come back or like... No, you have to do a quarantine process. 
Okay. Uh, so you basically, I think going into the U.S., you have to quarantine for 14 days. And then once you return, you have to quarantine for 14 days. But the only only way they are allowing you to even go to the States is like if it's mission requirement or if it's an emergency situation with your family. And that's immediate family only. So if your grandma, something happened to your grandma, it might not get approved for you to go home. You know, so it's like your parents, your children, your siblings, your spouse. Those are only people they allow in emergencies for. So that sucks. (laughs) Okay, well, I guess. um, Yeah. And it's it's really hard to even think about because we don't know when it's going to stop. Like, this is something that might go on for... They're talking about they'll have a vaccine maybe at the beginning of next year. So, at least all of 2020 has basically been shot. They canceled. Yes. And it's weird because it's like you were talking about, like, festivals and stuff like that. There's, like, award shows. There's all these things that usually are live. And right now, they're doing it online. Like, BET Awards, for example. I heard... I I don't participate in the BET Awards because... BT is not even owned by black people anymore. So for me, that's already like, mm, like, mm. Mm, like, mm. <laughs> like, like, mm. <laughs> but um, I've heard some mixed reviews about how that went. And so I'm just like, I'm wondering how many of these events are going to try to adapt to this new COVID world that we're living in, or yeah. if people are going to just cross their fingers and hope that stuff opens back up before they business folks. <laughs> Basically. I think that people are pretty much just playing it by ear. Um, I think that e- even the, I've, I haven't watched the BET Awards and who knows how long, but I've heard that it was a lot of people like the, you know, a lot of people like the the concept of it because they got to see artists perform in a different way. Like the, and some people said they actually preferred it that way. I guess you get more from them versus like we on a stage, limited time, you know, whatever. Right. It's like with this pre-recorded, you know, situation, you getting like a whole production. So right. a lot of people liked it almost to say like a video of a smash up of songs, you know? Well, that's why, I guess, that's probably why I didn't like it, because, so for me, I feel like, this is why I love, I love festivals, I'm like you, I like going to events, when I lived in New York, that was probably like the best time I've had when it comes to seeing live events and stuff, because there's always something going on, and for me, like, that's what, to me, artistry needs, um, they need those live performances and not all these pre-recorded because it's so much fakery that goes into those productions. Yeah, and so it's like if you get to pre-record it, not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing because black or yeah, like but yeah. yes, you don't get the raw. I don't know if you can actually sing. Like, are you even rapping? Like, it might just be playing in the bag. Like, you know, just like all that. And then you could have cut it and did it five different times. And it's like, no, I want to see how you are as a performer. Like, not just an entertainer, an actual performer. And I think that's what makes it different for me. 
But like I said, I ain't, I don't watch it anyway, so I'm just yeah. talking off of <laughs> straight opinion. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So the festival that I went to in Croatia was called Fresh Island. And then maybe a couple weeks before that in London, there was another one called Wireless Fest, which okay. was really dope. So, and I wanted to go to Carnival this I year. I did. Um, in Nottingham, but yeah. <laughs> I was just talking to somebody about that. I got to go and I was like, whoo, I'm so glad because that was my first time. No, oh well, I lived in New York, so I went to the West Indian Day Parade and like our little carnival that we have in New York. Um, mm-hmm. so that was like my first real introductions to carnival, but the Nottingham Carnival is like the biggest one, um, yeah. wide. So that's that thing was huge. I was like, yes. And then, like, it was so many chocolate men walking around and, and yes, others. Girl. When I tell you, London, London is a whole vibe on mm-hmm. the man's hip. I'm going to have to come visit you when this stuff opens. Like, <laughs> London is a whole vibe. Yes. Like, we we trying to plan now uh, something maybe towards the end of the month in London, like have a get together, but the clubs aren't open yet. Um, even though a lot of places are opening this weekend, the clubs aren't open yet. Um, so all we have are like bars and like the touristy thing, but we kind of wanted to get like an air a Airbnb and have like a group of us stay that way we can all kind of like get messed up and then not be like, Oh, we got to drive home or right. whatever. People can just go ahead and pass out where they going to lay and leave it at that. Right. But um, <laughs> yeah, we actually trying to get something popping at the end of the month, like do a bar crawl or something like that. So that'll be cool. It's gonna be a bar crawl with your mask. You can be like, <laughs> right? <laughs> drinking, <laughs> drinking up under the mask. <laughs> well, um, so I guess I'll answer like the question I have for you, which was, what was your craziest experience? So for me, like. I solo travel. So I think the Girl, first time. Okay, I'll sue you. Yeah. And I've been. Like, what? <laughs> I ain't on no solo travel. <laughs> I mean, it's actually. I will travel to meet up with people by myself. But as far as like, you know. Solo, solo. Yeah. Solo, solo. I don't know about that. Yeah, it's definitely different. Um, The very first time that I solo traveled, I actually did a Euro trip. So mm-hmm. I so I went to Amsterdam and I stayed in Amsterdam for a few days. And then I actually had like um, linked with some, well, we actually didn't even physically get to meet initially. Like we had like, was supposed to meet in California cause they had came to California and then it didn't happen. And then I ended up going to Europe. So I was just like, okay, I'll just meet you out there. And they stayed in Rotterdam in Belgium. Mm-hmm. So they like, I rode the train up and then they retrieved me and then carried me out to Club Blue, which was, um, I think that is in Rotterdam. Yeah. And so then we went to the club and that was super dope because it was like some people like they had live performances and stuff. And then the people were performing um, in like English, but then they would switch to Dutch and then they would switch to like whatever other language. And I thought it was just so amazing to see because some of the people that were performing were like it was crazy like they were rappers like a few of them were rappers and so the culture was very much similar like they was they had their little posse on stage some of them was sagging some of them had bottles in their hand 
but I couldn't understand nothing that they were saying. <laughs> so it was kind of confusing, but I was like, yeah, I, this is familiar to me. Like, <laughs> And so like I did that and then I hopped over to France and then from France, I went to London and then I was like, oh my God, London. It was really weird to be in London. Having mm-hmm. lived in New York for five years and then traveling to London, I was like, everything is like almost the same. So it was like... Yeah. New York, like what? Why did what? What are the pilgrims like? I was like, what was y'all doing when y'all came out here? Because they was recreating what they left behind. Everything. The street <laughs> names are the same. Like the buildings look very much similar. I was just like, y'all didn't really do anything different. Like yeah. y'all just went to a they, they just wanted to be in charge. Basically, that's all that was. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the craziest thing that I've been through that I can remember off the top of my head was um when I went this was actually before the the Euro trip I went to Germany with some classmates or a classmate and her friend and when what was it oh when I was like leaving to go back home I had like a 24-hour layover in Portugal Mm. and it wasn't like extremely crazy it was just more so like the vibe I had a backpack on right but I had it on one arm at one point right Mm -hmm. and so I'm walking through Portugal and something just told me put your backpack on all the way. Like I saw this guy and he didn't do anything. Like he wasn't really doing nothing. He just was kind of walking. But I was like, slip my arm in real quick. And then he bumped into me like real hard. And he bumped the arm that wasn't in the backpack. No, he bumped the arm that was only the only arm in the backpack as if he would have tried to like take it off of me. Yeah. And I just remember I went off on him. I, I don't know what language. Like he, I think he was speaking to me in Portuguese and I was just cursing. I was like, don't you ever? <laughs> you do not know me. Right. I was like, don't get it twisted. I might be by myself, but you will get known. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, uh, the, and that's just one of them. Cause like the, some of my most crazy experiences was actually me living in New York, but that was in travel. But yeah, I think that was like, that stands out to me because people, they get scared. Like, so many people told me, don't travel by yourself. Like, you're really about to do this. Like, how can you be so confident? And it's like, no, I was scared too. It was just more so, I've been trying to plan trips with people. Like, I have gone places with people, but I've also tried to plan several things with people and then stuff happens to where they can't come, their money wasn't right, or their job, or whatever excuse that um, comes up. And it's like, so am I going to stop? doing something that I want to do because I can't go with somebody. No, like if if something's going to happen to me, it can happen to me right here at home. So I was uh, like, I'm going to just go. But people get scared and they're like, well, I don't have any confidence in being in this foreign land. But it's like it comes down to your ins- instinct. All right, can hmm. you trust yourself with your life? Like, <laughs> do you like, do you have the instincts to pay attention? Like, don't just be on your phone. Like, don't just be like uh taken don't just be hopping in cabs with random people like (laughs) be smart about what you're doing and so that was like one of those examples to where it was like something told me to put my backpack on so I listened and it saved me and all my stuff like (laughs) yeah yeah so when I travel like now that fanny packs is back in or whatever I keep me a fanny pack child because I'm like you ain't gonna get me because mm-hmm. I, I like wearing backpack like little miniature backpacks and stuff like that when I travel but I get nervous you know people from behind me being able to get 
to my bag. So yeah. with fanny packs being a thing now, I'm like grateful because I'm like, now I have to try and hold my book bag in the front, you know? Right. In your fanny pack, like depending on what outfit I'm wearing, like I might just put it to my side to where you don't even know I have a fanny pack on. Like, so yeah, I feel yeah. you. I feel you. Yeah. I think I overpacked. Like my first, the Euro trip I took, I definitely overpacked because like I was like doing a lot of research and it was like, you're going to need a portable charger. You're going to need this and you're going to need that. And you're going to need, so I had the backpack because I was like, I got to have all this stuff on me. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> amateur. <laughs> I mean, I over, as much as I travel, I overpack literally every time. So yeah. when I went to Africa, we were there for two weeks. Um, I had a bit like a suitcase this big this wide you know what i'm saying <laughs> heavy is all get out like i had to you have you couldn't buy extra you didn't have high. no space i said no you space. Have no space. <laughs> i had to um say like i had to pay you know for it to be had the bag was overweight so i had to pay for that on the way back i had to buy a whole new suitcase oh my god um yeah i regardless of how much i'd be like i'm gonna travel light i'm gonna travel light it never happens um and i think for me my fear is not having something you know what i'm saying like especially something that is like american in nature you know what i'm saying i don't want to be someplace and be like i don't have this you know so like um I went to Jamaica one, um, I went to Jamaica some years back and on the way there, I ate something on the plane. What I ate, I don't know. I had the snack pack on American Airlines and whatever was in that snack pack got me. And I was itching so bad. Like I, it was horrible. So for six hours on the flight, I itched. Then we got to our layover location. It was like, cause I flew from Hawaii to Jamaica. So we flew, it was six hours to Houston. So get off at Houston, but it's like six o'clock in the morning. So none of the concession stands are open. I'm itching like I'll get out. We, you know, wait till the concessions open. I give me some Benadryl, everything is good in the hood. But that entire trip I had to, I ended up using up all the Benadryl because whatever I ate, it literally affected me the entire trip. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm like a walking pharmacist when I go out of town, I keep me some Benadryl, some Imodium, some Pepto, um, sunscreen, insect repellent. Whatever you think we might need, I you got you. It. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I got it. Yeah, and, like, I think, honestly, that's my issue, too. Mine, I do bring a lot of, like, my toiletry stuff. Like, um, for me, I'm more so, like, uh, I need my apple cider vinegar for my uh, <laughs> my areas. And, then, right. <laughs> and I need, like, my hair stuff because mm-hmm. that's really hard to find. Well, that I I uh, make sure my hair is always in a in a state I don't have to be bothered with it while I'm over. Well, more so like just the moisturizing. Stuff. Oh, true. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'll usually do like twist or I mean, before that I have short hair, so sometimes mm-hmm. I was bald. So I was like, <laughs> like I don't even. I mean, I, at this point, if I could travel, I'm. You know, I I go back and forth with myself so much about cutting my hair off again, but I'm like, I ain't there yet. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm like I'm going fully, for now. <laughs> not fully married to the idea, you know. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so I, I try to make sure I have my stuff, but I think I more so was overpacking with outfits, but now I'm at the point moving forward, especially since I've been to London, because Brick Lane, like, gave me all my life, like, I mm-hmm. really wanted to just go at, with an empty suitcase the second time, and then, you know, what ended up happening, I actually messed myself up, and I'm, this really made me mad. I had, like, paid all my bills and stuff for before I went to Carnival. And mm-hmm. I was waiting um, for a check, and I messed up the date that it was supposed to come. I was like, it's going to come this day, so <laughs> I'm going to have all this money, and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. It came, like, the day before we had to leave. So I was like, oh, y'all played my life. <laughs> like, so I, couldn't, I couldn't do nothing that I thought I was about to do. So I personally, moving forward, how I want to do it, is obviously put the money aside beforehand so it's no issues like that but i don't want to travel with as much stuff like i want to go with a suitcase but for my suitcase to be majority majorly majority whatever word i'm trying to say i want it to be mainly empty and um where i go get stuff from there Mm because what happens to me is that when it comes time to buy people's like little trinkets and like items from when i'm traveling it's like i don't have no space (laughs) like yeah i'm like y'all gonna have to wait until i go back i'm gonna go back like i'll be like i'm gonna go back Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's like my issue so i'm like i want to travel differently like moving forward i want to do stuff different because i usually just travel i'll be like i want to go somewhere so i'm gonna go but Yeah. yeah i think for me um Cause I mean, everything, the places I would shop in America, they have those things here, like H&M, Forever 21, Zara, you know, they have places like that here. So if I were to come to a place like London, I think I could come with a, you know, a empty suitcase pretty much and just buy as I need. But the planner in me is like, nope. I got to pack everything. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I guess it depends. Yeah, it definitely depends on where you go. Like Jamaica, I probably, because I went to Jamaica, I stayed in Jamaica for a whole month. And the the girl who was like helping me prepare, she was like, no, you can find all that stuff out there. I don't remember seeing now one of those things that she was talking about that I could have got there. So I was glad that I brought. I, I feel like unless you okay with going into like the local environment like that maybe but it's still i mean but you was there for a month so you would have had the opportunity yeah i was in the local spots i think my issue was i was more in the local spots than in the like places that probably match places that i would usually shop because like the Mm -hmm. local spots reminded me kind of of like swap meets or like um them local malls you know not the big malls but just like the local oh, malls no. that we used to yeah so it was like those can go and get the hood stuff yeah and i'm like i'm not about to spend all my money on the cheapest sandals and t-shirts and stuff like that Nah, like i would rather just bring my own little cheap stuff and wear my stuff like i want if yeah. i'm gonna buy something for here i want to buy something that's unique to Jamaica or like I'm spending a little money because it's gonna last me some time yeah. or whatever <laughs> so I was like girl you almost had me messed up like <laughs> like, like for real for real coming to Europe I think I could come to Europe with a empty suitcase mm-hmm. going to an island like Jamaica or the Bahamas what about Africa when um, you're in Africa so <laughs> I, I 
I was in Nigeria and Ghana. Okay. And Nigeria. Mm, Nigeria was more like the the swap meet location. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like, but in Nigeria, we got, you know, I didn't even really do no shopping in Nigeria, but it was real swap meet-ish. Okay. When I went to Ghana, we did the, like the, the markets or whatever, the local markets, but in the local markets, you're literally getting stuff for that area. It's not stuff that you can get at home. And if you can get this stuff at home, you paying an arm and a leg for this right. stuff. Okay. You know, um, I Did feel you like Afrochella? Is that why you were out there? Yeah, I went to Afrochella okay. and I went to Afro Nation. Okay. So um Afrochella was actually a bust. I think it would have been a really good experience, but um a situation had happened. So we bought a VIP section because there were like 10 of us. So it was like, you know, she wanted the person who planned the trip for us, which is my home girl. She, um, she goes to Africa on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, girl, let me know next time you plan a trip. I really want to go, you know, whatever. And she was like, I'm really trying to get my travel group business off the ground. I'm like, this is going to be the trip you start, girl. Let's do it. What you need me to do. So, um, you know, so she planned everything. And so she got us a section at Afrochella and it was supposed to come with like a couch. It was supposed to be, uh, and it like the, when we got there, everything was really, really nice. Like it was a really nice setup. Uh, so I'm like, oh, this is about to be lit. It was supposed to come with like five or six bottles. So like, we had ordered like maybe three bottles of champagne. We and I think it was Moet. We had or three bottles of Moet. We had Hennessy. We had Ciroc. We had like the liquor was supposed to be flowing. We were supposed to have food. We spent like two thousand dollars on this section, and I don't know. We was late, so I don't know if they just ended up. They didn't have no alcohol when we got there. I'm like, no, we paid $2,000 for this. Where is the food? Where is the drink? Girl, it took them. When did she get this money back? So this was in January. We did not get that money back until maybe like March or April. Not they had to make the money back to pay y'all back. That must have been the case, child. Because it was no instant refund. (laughs) And so, um, and not in March and April when uh COVID is happening, it's like, hold on, I'm gonna need y'all to pay right. back my money. <laughs> so, oh, um, boy, but I feel like maybe if we had gotten there in time, we wouldn't have run into that. If we had gotten there earlier, we wouldn't have run into that situation, and it would have been a really nice event. Mm-hmm. Um, Afro Nation, we had a section there too. Or if we didn't, we had VIP at least. And basically, we had access to go everywhere, any and everywhere we wanted to on the premises. Um, That was actually a really good vibe. It was real nice. It wasn't as um, bougie as Afrochella was. Because, you know, Afrochella, it's a lot of celebrities there, you know. So they really trying to cater to the celebrities. Mm -hmm. Um, 
for New Year's, they did like a, the same company who did Afrochella did the New Year's Eve party or whatever. That shit, I, can I hear? Yeah. <laughs> oh. That shit was lit. Like, if that's how New Year's Eve was, I can just imagine how Afrochella would have been if we had got there on time. Dang, we almost so ran into the same situation <laughs> at New Year's Eve party, but they recognized who we was and realized, like, we turned up on their asses before and we was going to turn up again if they didn't turn up no liquor. <laughs> But that night was so good. We ended up with a better section than we they initially gave us. Um, it was so many celebrities there. I, I happened to make it into Jidenna's section. Hey. Um, to reach out and touch him if I wanted to. I was like, eat your baby daddy. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, let me get famous. I could get Jidenna. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Now but, no, okay. <laughs> but it was it was a really good time in um in Africa. I would definitely say if you are of the black diaspora, you need to make your way there. Regardless of if you are of Caribbean descent, we all derive from Africa. So mm-hmm. go like my dad. It has Jamaican in him, but when we did the Ancestry.com, didn't know Jamaican pop up. <laughs> Africa popped up. <laughs> Y'all don't have to recognize my Jamaican. <laughs> yeah. So I would definitely um, say that you guys go. So like I said, I did Nigeria and Ghana. Um, my friend who planned the trip, she ended up going to uh, Senegal after she left Ghana. Uh, it was it was expensive, so it's one of those things like a year in advance planning is necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would I would just say go and enjoy yourself. As far as like hospitality goes, like we're used to people being like customer services, everything in America. That ain't the case over there. You know what I'm saying? Like they are very like just whatever. Like we literally sat and waited for lunch at one place for like two hours <laughs> oh no that's good. yes okay the food was good though but we waited two I'm hours hungry then. Plan, plan ahead <laughs> yeah plan ahead um i think in that case what we should have did with that restaurant was kind of like call ahead and order and show up but we didn't know that prior to going so we learned the hard way but I would definitely say go. It's an experience. Um, Ghana this year did the 400 year return. Yes. They are, that was in 2019. Yes. They are currently um, allowing American citizenship in Ghana. I'm not sure what the requirements are, but they are allowing Americans to do citizenship now there. Um, and I think. Audience. Huh? I'm not sure. Like, I'm gonna be real clear with y'all. She's saying Americans, but I'm pretty sure they mean black, uh, black diaspora Americans. Just for those who might get a little messed up. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Black South Americans. Africa is definitely kicking out people that ain't, you know, indigenous to the land. So don't go over there thinking what well, they said. American? Nah. Do your research. <laughs> do your research. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think that is super dope. 
do can I ever foresee myself once I retire from the military living in another country outside of America? I am not there yet. Okay. <laughs> I am not there yet to make that decision. You know, even though uh, we have our issues in America, I think the just the conveniences America offers is kind of like, yeah, yeah. I feel I you. I, I I want to. So my friend. So okay, I'm right now. I'm in between uh, Africa and Jamaica as far as like trying to live outside the country. And the only reason why Africa is like you said, they're opening up the ability for us to get citizenship. I just basically finished reading the Marcus Garvey Garvey and Garveyism book, and I'm like, all this stuff going on with the civil unrest, Black Lives Matter movement, like going up again, and just like all these things that we're pushing forward in. I'm realizing that I need to have a another plan just in mm-hmm. case, like even yeah. just for my protection. Not saying that I want to run away from anything. I definitely am baby Angela Davis, and I want to help my people here as much as possible. But also, I think it's important for us to have something that's just for us. Like if if it's really going to be this much turmoil and this much pushback in this country, we can go somewhere else and have our own things and feel safe and secure and Mm -hmm. homogenous in a different area. So if that's in Africa or wherever, I think we should be planning for that. So I've been like looking into it, but at the same time, I haven't been to Africa yet. And I know when I go, I'm trying to go for like three, some some months. Like I want to go for a good amount of time and like really figure out where I would want to settle if I was to uh, start establishing a second home in a different country, but I'm always going to go back. And mm-hmm. so right now, Jamaica is more so the push because I stayed out there for a whole month. I have like people out there. Actually, while I was on the phone with you, one of my people from Jamaica was trying to call me. <laughs> so I'm like, I have like people out there now and my friend is Jamaican. So we were thinking about possibly going, well, she wants to move there next year because her dad is Jamaican. So she was like, I could go out there and get my citizenship and stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll go. But now that I'm really thinking about it, and not just because I'm one of them people that's like, yeah, let's do it. Ah, like, right? yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I'm thinking about it. I want to make sure that I have something here still because it's like, I know I'm not going to want to be there all day, every day. I'm mm-hmm. from California. We could drive for like 10 hours in California and still be in California. So it's like Jamaica, that's a, like a five, six hour ride and you on the other side and there's nowhere else to go. So I'm like, I, I can't do that. Like, So like, even in Africa, even though all the countries are kind of like joined together, um, they're not as developed in certain places. Right. So roads, highways might not be as prevalent everywhere. And, but what I will say, being in uh, Nigeria and Ghana, it was nice not to be the minority. We were right. the majority. Um, when you go to Jamaica, like I stay at a resort, but you know, at the resort, you see hella white people, you know, nothing against white people, but you know, it's still white people visit there, you know, for, for the-, the West side. Cause I was on, I was on different parts and majority of my trip. I didn't see now one of them until I went to like Negril or Montego. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Oh yeah, y'all do be right. out here. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe out there. Maybe out there heavy. Because <laughs> I went to Negril when I went to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and 
Like, I feel like it, I can count on one hand how many white people I saw while I was in Africa. And the white people I saw, I felt were, you know, the white people that deal with the black people. <laughs> right. The ones you know, but it down. was... It was such an amazing time. And I mean, outside of the partying, um, there was a lot of historical stuff that we did. Um, it was it was awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, Nigeria. So Nigeria, everybody that is Nigerian goes back to Nigeria during Christmas time. So they call it December, Dirty December. And it's like a whole bunch of stuff going on. The strip club is importing girls from places like it's a little lit lit. lit. (laughs) Oh, that kind of dirty. That kind of dirty. But it is uh it is an awesome time. Like I feel like like, I don't do the club often, but if I was to do the club, that's how I would do the club. So, so. I'm definitely trying to go. So, thank you for sharing that information because it looks yes. like I'm going to be planning for December. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so any, like, closing words for people? Like, anything? You know, as far as traveling solo... I'm not against it. I would definitely say, you know, if that's what you got to do, do what you got to go, do what you got to do. Thankfully, I have a group of friends, you know, if I, at least if I give them enough time, they can get their stuff together to go, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm appreciative that I have friends that are able to travel and not all my friends I travel with are military. So it's not like, you know, oh, it's just me and my military friends going like, no, my friends that I grew up with, I travel with too, you know, and um, I would definitely say get out there and see the world. Like there are, if you go through travel groups, you can make payments. It's not, you don't have to pay, you know, right now. Like if you say, okay, I want to go to Africa, you don't have to be like, oh, I got to pay right now. Like if you get with these travel groups, they'll offer you um, a plan, a payment plan, or whatever. Um, uh, travel agents, I know because there are things like Priceline and stuff like that. Travel agents are still out there, so you can still book through them, do payment plans. Like, don't let finances be the reason that you don't get the opportunity to travel, because there are ways that you can travel and pay for it, you know, over time. Um, and you don't have to, st- well, I ain't going to say don't stay in the nicest of places because I don't like staying nowhere ratchet. But <laughs> yeah, definitely look on Google Maps before you go. Yes. Look at the whole street. Do your research. Because yeah, some people, nice I will say, yeah, I will <laughs> say when you go with the travel groups, they not going to, put y'all in situations where the accommodations are not going to be nice. So, um, yeah, get out there and travel, get your travel group, a travel agent, and they will get you where you need to be. And I know Facebook has a lot of travel groups, uh, travel pages at least. And there are people in there that say, Oh, I got a group going, you know, you can get in on other people's groups. Um, so don't be afraid. There are other like-minded black people out there that want to travel. Yes. Um, so yeah, to close on that, I'm actually a part of black elite travelers. 
So my birthday is in October and they actually have a trip to Jamaica um, for the same time frame. I'm probably personally not going to pay for the trip because now that I've been in Jamaica, if I go out there, I have places to stay. I know how to get a car. I know how to move around. But I might still like <laughs> be at all the same places with them. Like, hey, like, <laughs> act like I'm on the trip. No. <laughs> but so I would say um, look into that one. Um, there's also another one. And this one is not specific to um, black people, but it's specific to women. It's called Girls Love Travel. And so that one, they don't have as many like plan trips, but I'm sure you could plan one well within the group. It's more so just experience. Like if you have questions like, oh, I'm going to this place and I don't know where to go. Do you guys have suggestions? Or um, I've been here or like some people, they like take a picture of, of unique doors or stuff that they see and they share it through the page. So like that's another way to connect with people. Um, so I would say join on those. And then if you're like a person like me that wants to go somewhere and stay for longer amounts of time to see how it is to live there, I got my TIFL. So I could teach English as a foreign language. I haven't quite used it yet, but it's always an option for me to have a, an excuse to stay somewhere for a longer amount of time and have income coming in. And there's yeah. also another thing called remote, remote, uh, it's like remote something, remote stay. I think that's what it's called, remote stay, to where you already have to have your career or your niche or your hustle or whatever together, um, but they'll help you set up everything else. So they'll like pick the countries that you're traveling to. Once you tell them what you're trying to do, they'll help to connect you to um, people that can like help continue your work wherever you are. It is a payment that goes into it, but they also have payment plans and stuff like that. I don't know what it's looking like right now because of COVID, but um, that's something that happens too. So like she's, like Coco said, like don't, don't let your fears or anything stop you from doing something. If you got to start with baby steps, if you're from the States, travel to a different state. If you're from like, she's in Europe, ride a train. Like when I was in Germany, I rode a train and we was like hopping in different places. Like I hopping throughout the countries over there is easy. So like wherever you are, don't let it stop you. Like shoot, even in New York, I lived in New York and I knew people that lived in the borough that never left their borough. So get, pay your little $2 and 75 cents, put that on your Metro card and ride to a different part of New York city and see something. And especially if you go into a major city, most of those cities have transit systems yes. and it's so easy to travel like New York, Tokyo, London, all of these places right. got transit, massive, right. you know, massive transit. And it's super easy. Like one you can actually just Google the the route that you need to take on a train and get you where you need to be. So yeah. it's not like you like, oh, it's in a foreign language. I don't know. Like Google will get you everywhere. Google it's Translate, so Google Maps, Google Rail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it will get you there. <laughs> Right. We need a Google sponsor. Okay. <laughs> I don't pay for Uber like that. Like, right. and a lot of countries have Uber. I don't pay for Uber like that because I'll just hop on the train. Yeah. Because I can just Google, hey, I need to get from here to here. And it's going to tell me what trains I need to take, what stops I need to get off at. And then you have it. Right. Don't let yourself stop yourself. <laughs> so um, thanks again for having or well, I guess you're on my show this time. Um, <laughs> thanks again for coming on my show. Uh, again, for people that are wondering how to get in touch with Coco, her website is kikianwithcocopodcast.com. Her Twitter is Kiki and with Coco. Instagram is Kiki and with Coco. And it's facebook.com slash Kiki with Coco. So go visit her sites, follow her, um, share her page, especially if you like her message. 
And again, for other Black podcasters, please go visit blackpodawards.com so that you can apply to um, have your podcast entered in any of our categories for our September 27th uh, award ceremony. And visit me and follow me at Perky Perspectives and Perky Sexy Pool on Instagram and perksofwellness.org and become a patron at patreon.com slash perkyperspectives. And this podcast, we will make sure to announce it on our platforms when it's coming out. Uh, so please share it for everybody that is interested in traveling. So thanks again for being a guest. Yes, thank you for having me. Um, and one thing, I, just last thing, last thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, being a podcaster is... It's not the easiest. It's a lot of behind the scenes work. Y'all, it, it may look like, oh, you just recording and you posting it, but it's a lot that goes into it. So, you know, support the Patreon. It's, you know, our, listening is free, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, like she said, donating something as simple as a dollar or whatever you want, it helps. Mm-hmm. So support, 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 you know, support your Black podcasters, support Support black. Support Spend black your black money mm-hmm. with black people. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you again. <laughs> <laughs>